they'll see a picture and they'll say, oh, Mark, what's your diet? Give me your diet plan. I'm like, I will, but you're not going to like it. Welcome back to a new episode of Three People on a Couch with your hosts, me, Amanda, Brian, and Steve. And today we have a very special guest. His name is Mark, and he is a health and wellness manager at Soho House in downtown L.A. And he's also an instructor and former manager at Rumble Boxing. Nailed it. He grew up with football and got a scholarship at the University at Delaware. And he double majored in finance and marketing. And after college, he worked in New York for 10 years. Is that right? Just under. Yeah, about 10 years. But then he decided to move to California to pursue his acting career you might know more about me than i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah like his social security number i want a man to narrate my life i've done a lot <laughs> dude i'm kind of good yeah you're, you're pretty good at this <laughs> no, <You are>. but <laughs> have you thought about doing a podcast Amanda? No, i don't know do you have I'm any thinking friends about it. that live here that you could do? <laughs> i don't have any friends but yeah it's usually a prereq to do it oh really um, so mark when did you move out here to la uh three years july June? June of 2018. And you were in New York before that? Yeah, uh, Jersey worked in New York. Uh, yeah, you from Jersey originally? Yeah, South Jersey. Whereabouts? Atlantic City. Ah, Atlantic I'm from City, Asbury South Park Jersey. originally. Oh, get out. Yeah. So we, we don't fist pump. We're, we're like, uh, we're like I, I tell people we're close to like Santa Monica vibes. South Jersey, beach, kind of mm. more towards the, the ocean. Because as soon as I say Jersey, everyone goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore, huh? yeah. It's like, uh. Great show, but... Mm wasn't our vibe did you live in um in the city when you were there or did you stayed in jersey right out uh stayed in jersey commuted in so i'm a, a path train new jersey Transit, wow uh, pro wow yeah. it's an og that's a big thing in the east coast if you can there's a train that goes from jersey uh to new york uh -huh. the Am um, amtrak new jersey transit that a lot of people would take and like back in the day that was a thing you would like get your suitcase and like you'd park your car at the train station and you take the train in I never did that, but I, my dad did day. that for like 20 years and my, my uncles and stuff. And I mean, because I'm not from America, I don't know really? much. I'm not. <laughs> I know. I didn't but know that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't do my intro, so oh, that's why. <laughs> no, but. That's a good idea for a podcast. Let's make the guests just introduce us every time. <laughs> this is Brian again. He's a <laughs> give, again. Give them three minutes to learn as much as they can about you. Yeah. And then they have to introduce the. There the we host. go. This could be a I new, like new format. That's a, that's a new thing, yeah. But not coming from America, I don't know much about Jersey, but I do know Jersey Shore. Like, that is the thing. But Atlantic City, the only thing I know about that is that it's like a Bruce Springsteen song. It's well, Bruce basically, is the boss it's basically from, like the yeah. Vegas of the Northeast. Yeah. Yeah. Is Atlantic City doing doing well? I heard it's kind of decomposing. <sighs> yeah, there's been a lot of casino foreclosures. Mm -hmm. Trump didn't help. Not that got political. I don't care who you vote for. Uh, but, like, his casinos kind of started to go under. Um but they're trying to bring it back up. Right. So it's been in. There's a Netflix show, Friends with Co uh, Friends, Friends from College, Boardwalk Empire, Boardwalk Empire. There's been a few shows that kind of mentioned Atlantic City in a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. It's been pretty funny. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, we're going to Atlantic City, and then the whole cast goes, oh man, like it's <laughs> like not people don't want to go there. Right. But it's got nostalgia for me. So. So you were working uh, in finance for ten years. Yes, different different types of finance, uh, suit and tie. It was good while it lasted, but uh, mm. just kind of got tired of sitting behind a desk. 
I did. Uh, I worked at Yelp for about just under two years in New York. Okay. Uh, so I did that whole thing, and I remember the moment when I wanted to quit, and it was when I was like speaking to the guys who were like doing national sales and making like so much money, and they're just so unhappy with their lives. And I was like, "Is this what I'm striving to do? Like get to that like, that level?" And I was like, "Did my whole 20 years of experience before I got here lead me to just like selling people stuff?" Like. And it's something that like, it, it was fun. I was passionate about it at first, but I was like, I want to do more. Right. Um, and then I quit and moved to Asia. <laughs> Did you get to the point when you worked your finance job where it became more and more of a depressing place to be and you finally just had a, a breaking moment? You're like, I can't do this anymore? Or was it more just, eh, it's not for me anymore? I got a little help from, uh, again, not to get religious, uh, I'm, I'm a believe in a higher power uh, i had a little help from from somebody in the universe um my dad <laughs> I, I wish i hope to meet them uh my dad said something like as with each job look at your boss and what do they do mm -hmm. and if you like what they do strive to keep working your way up and then look at their boss and things so i've, I've had wonderful amazing bosses and managers shout out to them um but i just looked at what they did and i was like I don't really know if I want to do that, what you're doing for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And then my last job was with People Magazine. I was their uh, basically analyst forecasting budgets and things, telling people when to spend money. Hey, you need to slow down. You're going over. And Time Inc. was bought out by Meredith, another publishing company. And they wanted to move everybody in finance to Des Moines, Iowa. Oof. nothing wrong with Des Moines, Iowa, but <laughs> I just didn't want to move. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they said, we have positions for you, but you were shipping all the creative people will stay in New York. Finance headquarters is in Des Moines. So <laughs> it was kind of like move or yeah. you're fired kind of thing. So I kind of got like a help of a push. I'd already wanted to move out here. It was, I was scared of coming out here without a job. And uh, this was like the push, I guess, that I needed. So drove across country with mom in the car, uh, leaving a you know a six-figure gig to work part-time at the front desk at a Rumble Boxing was a little <laughs> nerve-wracking. Yeah, but uh, did you greatest stop, decision of my life. Did you stop in Des Moines on your way out? <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. Shit, that I love this place. Awesome. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> got a mansion for me. <laughs> well, that was the other thing. My dad was like, you know, my dad is. I love him. He's very level-headed, so he wants to think about everything. So he said, you know. You might make a little less, but cost of living, you know, you can have a mansion. Um, but we did not stop in Des Moines. Should have. Should have drove past the I'm office. Sure a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people at your company is like, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. You go from Manhattan to right. Des Moines, it's quite a quite a departure. Right. Yeah, and I mean, if, not, if someone told me like, oh, you have to move to Ohio, I would be like, mm, no. No, and again, no, no. nothing wrong with the Midwest. <laughs> Shout out love to the it, Midwest. Love it, but Four, no. Three but, people on a couch canceled <laughs> after uh, yeah. talking shit about I Iowa. I've been, I've been to Iowa when I drove out here when I moved here. And Me too. Actually, Iowa and Missouri, the parts that it was bordering, it was flooding at the time. Jeez. So everything was under a few feet of water. Yeah, I mean, I've also been to Iowa, but... Like I don't want to live Guys, there. Guys, should we all move to Iowa? I think so. This is Dude, a this is a sign. This is an idea. Corn, is, you like corn-fed girls? There's plenty of them. There. That's uh, <laughs> I like cornflakes, corn-fed. That's always corn the thing. It's like people always say, "Oh, I'm corn-fed." Uh huh. And I say, "Why don't you just say ignorant if you want to say corn?" -fed? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I mean, so was that first year? Was it? Uh, did you come out here and have savings, or was it sort of a challenge the first couple? Years out in LA? Had savings. Uh, I am, like I alluded to earlier, I don't know if it was when we were running the um, shooting, but I'm a penny pincher. 
my mom and my sister are probably laughing right now. There's ongoing jokes of me like finding money in my pocket and just going, I didn't even know I had this. So I am a huge saver. Mm-hmm. I do not like to spend money. Uh, so I did have a little bit of savings. Teach us your ways. <laughs> I did the opposite of that. Yeah, but that's awesome. You can dig for that's some awesome. coins in the couch yeah, after. Yeah, absolutely. So I did have a little bit of savings. Um, but that first week or first year was a lot of canned tuna and rice. Um, not to say that I was struggling by any means, but I just wanted to make sure I wasn't overspending when I didn't How did have you that develop income. that sort of mindset of like spending, tracking? Like, were you always kind of like that as a kid or like what kind of got you into or was that? Was it school or was it family or I, mob? I think it was, uh, I thought you said mom, but it was mom, <laughs> not mob. Uh, mom, we were just instilled from us. Uh, she told us stories of her mom had envelopes for like uh, mortgage, food, uh, you know, clothes and then enjoyment money. And then as soon as you ran out of that envelopes cash for fun, that you didn't have any fun for the rest of the month. Mm. So it was kind of like hearing those things. And it's a, it's a worry of running out of money. Um, they like scares the crap out of me. So it's like, oh, I'll just save, 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 save. But that's actually interesting because I, I have thought about that America really makes you spend more money. Like here, I'm reckless <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to money. But back in Sweden, because I had the sa- kind of si- same situation that I was working in management for about seven seven years and i was also working as a controller so finance and it was so much easier not to spend as much money as i do when i'm here and one of the things when i came to america and started working here i was like oh wait you get paid every two weeks that's so weird because no expenses are taken away from you each two week it's always Mm. monthly based so in sweden you only get your salary once a month so you really have to budget it out because and then when I started getting it like every other week, I'm like, oh, it's fine. I got money coming. Yeah. It's coming next week. And I just lost track some, somewhere. And also like credit score, which we don't have in Sweden. That's just really weird. Why would you want to borrow money? I think they start off a lot of kids like my mom got me a credit card when I was 16 just to build credit. Exactly. And it, I think it had a $500 limit. But I think that yep. speaks to how this country operates, where they they want to give you the money as yeah. easily as possible, whether it's credit cards or student loans. They want you to go in debt. Because it get, gets you into yeah. the debt yeah. system. But that's so weird. It's like, okay, so you can be in debt when you're 16, right? Because it's legal to have a credit card when you're 16 mm-hmm. here, yeah. right? Yeah. And in Sweden, you can definitely not. You, <laughs> you are able to get it when you're 18, because that's like the legal limit of you being a, an mm-hmm. adult. But it's like here in America, you're so backwards when it comes to that. You can have debt, you can drive a car, but you cannot drink alcohol, dude. <laughs> you can't do it all at the <laughs> until same you're time. 21. I, I so think weird. we're we're pointing out a lot of flaws w- with America right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they teach us geometry and physics, right. but not how to balance a checkbook right, or, right. or manage debt. Yeah. yeah. So you come out of college knowing how to do Pythagorean theorem, but you're in two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. Yeah. yeah. So, can, hey. This is a message to America. No, but I mean, I love America. Don't deport me. I love what, you. What you were saying about um, they want us to spend money. We get yeah. paid so often. I know people who who would would not survive getting paid monthly. Like they they need that check to come mm-hmm. month to month, and that's kind of what made me save. Was I never wanted to have to live paycheck to paycheck? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I can't buy shoes because I, I got to wait till next Friday to get paid. Mm-hmm. It scares the living crap out of me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a good mindset. I think a lot of people need to develop. It's it's a shame though because schooling is sort of designed like that. It's designed to keep the majority of the people just working for someone else, and then basically, like the old joke is, there's got to be more to life than just uh, paying bills and losing weight, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's sort of what America's about. <laughs> that Dude, was actually it, funny. I've never. It's heard not it. mine. I, I took it from someone else. But it's literally, that's like it's like you're just paying bills, paying bills, and trying to like the newest diet trend but and like that's so funny because i i went to the bank here in america and because i wanted to take out a mortgage because i wanted to buy a place to live here yes instead of you know have to pay these ridiculous rents here mm-hmm. um yeah, they are ridiculous. and you know like i have you know i have two apartments back in sweden that i own so it's like um i'm used to just owning my home so mm-hmm. i thought well at least i can take out a mortgage because i do have some some money like saved up so i could actually put down is it like 20 percent yeah Yeah. right so i was like okay i have the money and i went to the bank and i was like i do have the money for like 20 percent down can i please get a mortgage and they were like what's your credit score (laughs) and i'm like i i don't like i just came to america they're like "Mm." i like i literally have the money right, to right, give right, to you. Right. They're like, uh, credit score. You might pay back and, on time. We don't want to work with you. And also like you. tax <laughs> returns for two years. It was so many mm. rules. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, then I'm just going to take my money. They don't even want my money. Yeah. They I think don't want part my of money. that though is to prevent, um, and I could be wrong on this, but I think it's prevent foreign entities sort of just coming and buying property up. Probably something of, like but that. But then that happens still. Anyway. Just, there's still loopholes for that. But I think the credit score in your case is a quotient that, uh, illustrates how well you would do in their debtor system if you take on a debt from them how likely are they to get the money back and if you have a pile of cash that might not be as much of insurance policy but for them as if that score of your history of paying back debts that's the thing in sweden though because like in sweden if you kind of take with you like an economical plan mm-hmm. of let's say i was going to buy a house and i would rent it out i would take that kind of a business plan to the bank and say like hey this is my down payment this is my income and this is what i'm planning on doing with this money and then the bank like reviews it and then yeah they either accept or decline i feel like that's a major difference Mm -hmm. sweden looks at your future and says her future's bright america says let's look at their track record yeah Yeah. let's look how well how well they pay other people back before we lend the money um and it's i think it's corporate america big businesses want you to be in debt they want you to spend more money so they give you money faster and then they the marketing social media we were talking about it's just we're constantly getting served ads Mm. to spend more money uh healthcare people can argue that uh companies want you to be sick so you buy more medicine. So we're, we're solving all of America's yeah. problems today. <laughs> we are this so is patriotic. Very yeah. political uh, what, do you, what do you think about the idea of a social credit credit score system, like taking that one step further and kind of who you are and what you've done in life and on the internet and your whole life is now on to be quantified for c- participating in society? Man. Is it a good thing or is it too invasive? <sighs> Oh, uh, invasive. I, I, yeah, that's, it would, it would be interesting. It'd be hard to, to quantify. You know what I mean? I would have to, that's like how we're doing these cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm scared shitless to, to even invest what I think is real money that's in my bank account into some digital currency. So it, it would be interesting. It's kind of like when Elon Musk said, uh, hey, if you show me the plan, I'll give you the money to solve world right. hunger. Yeah. If you, if we can come up with something, 
I'm always I'm so open minded to everything. I just I want to I want to read the the fine print before yeah. I kind of throw sure. my life away. Have you been to Sweden or around Europe at all? Or I haven't. Closest I've been to Sweden is my ex roommate Nikki Hustle. Nick Lumblad uh, was from Sweden. Oh really? Um, and he kept trying to get me to come back. He taught me a curse word that he wanted me to say as soon as I like got off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a bone to pick with him. But that's as far <laughs> as that's as close as I got. Have you done uh, traveling at all around outside the U.S. or? Um, mostly to the Bahamas. I always thought growing up that vacation was clear blue water and palm trees that was like stuck mm -hmm. in my head yeah that's an east coast thing. yeah I, I, i'm from massachusetts is the same thing vacation you're going to florida exactly <laughs> just somewhere warm bathing suit pool beach and finally had a chance and uh, an ex-girlfriend uh lived in paris and was like come visit me so i got to go to europe i never would have went to europe probably if it hadn't been for her and from there we went to italy so bahamas paris and italy is probably the only three places outside of the u.s nice. that have required a passport but still like more than more than more than so most. very fortunate definitely um, and now that since i've been to europe uh, we i she, we were going to dinner and she's like let's get an uber i was like let's walk she's like It'd be a 30 minute walk I was like, i don't care the architecture is just awesome yeah, yeah. so i'm in i'm in on europe i'm back you get in. so much history i think we lose that a bit in america um because we're what 255 years old something like that don't quote me But you go to Europe, some of these buildings are like 800, yeah, 1,000. Yes, right? absolutely. That is so funny because coming from Europe, I think like the opposite. Because I have this discussion <laughs> a lot when it comes to Americans. Like I'm so used to these old buildings right. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Here was our grand, 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 grand king's house. It's, it's old and it's moldy and it's preserved, <laughs> yeah. you know. But when I come here to America, I'm like, wow, here's like the new history here's oh, like Marilyn monroe frank sinatra like people who you know is closer in time yeah. actually like they've been walking these streets so la for me and la and new york is very like historical cool. for for european i would say because it's like wow so many movie stars and here the entertainment industry started uh. and But it's history that is kind of close to you. But I know when Americans go to Europe, they're like, oh, this church is a billion years old. Kind yeah. Of, and they're so impressed by it. I got and I'm so like, uh. churched out. So when I was I backpacked, churched, churched out, out I backpacked uh, across Europe when I studied abroad. I studied in uh, Manchester, England during school. And I got so like, oh, and here's another church. It's like, all right, we fucking, right. I get it. I get it. And then same in Asia. I, I backpacked most Asian countries I've been to. And we go see the temples initially, be like, oh, wow, like, you know, in Thailand, uh, this temple is amazing, the Leaning Buddha. After you've seen 10 temples, you've seen a temple. But I feel right. like That's Europe really. has the more walkable qualities because like the cobblestone Definitely. streets. 100%. Definitely. And here yeah. it's like, oh, where do you live? Santa Monica Boulevard? Oh, it's only about 20 tents away. I guess I'll do that walk. It's not as nice to that is homeless, sure. homeless tents to that like is walk so, by. That is so true. Like, we're going to talk a little bit about health and wellness, too. But when it comes to the walking part, in Sweden everyday average was 20,000 steps. Jeez. Wow. Not because I like tried it. Like I here in America, I'm more like, I, I have need to, to walk. yeah, yep. I have to go for a walk. But in, in Sweden, it was like, I walked to work. I walked to the food store. Right. I, I didn't even have a car. Even in our gyms here, there's not treadmills anymore. There's Ubers. <laughs> People just won't walk. It's crazy. <laughs> But you, culture, cultural differences, just America, we're constantly on the go. When I was in Paris, we, you know, we went to go get coffee and this group of, I think it was three Parisians 
were there for I think two hours. Yeah. Like we we ate our food. They were there before us, drinking coffee, just people watching. We left, walked down the street, and like an hour later came back, and they were still there. It was I just love like, that about yeah. Europe. It's very much Europe and even Asia. Like you meet someone for coffee, and I do when I lived in India, and you just go spend three hours just having coffee and like just talking, and then you go about your day. And even in uh, Spain, they had that culture of like the siestas, mm-hmm. you know, like and they'll. And, like going out there, they go out at like they start to pregame around like 10, 11, 12, and then they go out around like 12 or 1 in the morning. Oh, I couldn't hang. That's too much. I like to be now, I like to be in hang. bed by like 10 30. You know? Yeah, but that's that's because we're it's more go, of like growing that. old. But are we are we growing old? I mean, I think it's because we basically live in a corporation company, and then these other Asian, European, South American, it's more of the Pura Vida philosophy of life where it's like we're going to live life and have a rich experience, right. and here in America, it's Make I want to get rich yeah. instead yeah. of having a rich Increase life. Increase my yeah. credit score and <laughs> yeah. consume things. And that's that's <laughs> part of weight. that's one of the biggest cons about me as a person saving money. I haven't traveled. I have I have I have money that I can buy a ticket to go well granted COVID restrictions, but to travel and I just I'm so worried about losing money and making money that I haven't experienced half of the Let's world go. yet. Let's go. Let's go. I just love the East Coast accent i don't know what it's it is. more like how's your car how's your car doing like when i go back I love home that. everyone's like that car is still running like, mine will all, again south jersey we don't get too much of that brooklyn yeah, north jersey like, new really york have an accent too much i don't really have it one. only comes out oh, once yeah, in a while when i drop the coffee can i get, get coffee? a cup of coffee how do you say water? Long, water i say water some people say water that's a New Jersey uh, thing. The other one is water. the other one that, that I don't hear a lot, but other people have told me is bagel. Some people say bagel, <laughs> bagel, <laughs> like bagel, bagel or be, like the bag bagel, 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 bagel. Um, hey, I'm walking. Let me get a bagel. Hey, Jimmy, but, you need a fat two on the on the docks later today. But, but yeah, coffee <laughs> and water are two of the two of the ones that most people. Will are you on. a bagel fan? Oh my gosh. Where do you go? Where's your spot in L.A.? In L.A. It's been Sam's on Sunset. This sucks. Just because I don't want to drive anywhere. I'm like, just yeah. close, it, and they got decent bagels. But the woman at the, she, the I feel front. so bad for her. The woman at the I front. I gave her a Zoloft last time I went in. I was like, lady. She, okay, I thought it was something. only me. It's like she doesn't want you in there. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't want you. Three what do you people, want? Three people you on here? a couch. Sponsored by <laughs> No, I honestly, I actually... No lie, it crossed my mind. Should we invite her onto the podcast and kind of give her some kind of intervention and get her career on another yeah, path? Because she does. Well, I don't know. She might own Sam's bagels. I, I don't know what her story is. It must be the family because this woman has a hole in her heart that's larger than the one in the bagel. Have you read the Yelp reviews? <laughs> no. Okay, because I thought it was maybe I was. I was like, am I? Is it me? Like same thing. And then right. went on Yelp, and there's like hundreds of reviews being like that lady at the front desk. Like someone needs to give her a vacation. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I feel she so just bad doesn't for want her. you in there. It's she's, not even like she's mean. It's like she seems like she's so defeated and she's yeah. given up. It's like, yep. okay, one second. Yeah. All right, hold on. You want a cream? You want milk with that? You want a milk? Okay. I feel bad for her. And like I tried, I go in overly energetic. Hey, how are you? <laughs> what can I get you? you oh man, I, I love the the onion bagels. Can I have one of those? Like I'm just trying yeah. to, to get her to give me a smile. I she's get like, onions are one of the number one killers with the yeah. cats. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Debbie Downer from yeah, SNL yeah. or whatever. It's so um, there's a spot I've been going to, which is better, I think. Okay. Uh, the way more, way more chirpy there. Okay. Um, it's on Beverly Bagel um, Broker. Bagel Broker. Have you been down there? No. Much. They much do better. a lox platter, 
like uh, open face locks platter with pickle. Okay. For uh, <laughs> with pickle, <laughs> with important, pickle, important. Uh, for with ten bucks, and it's pretty good. Okay. If you go there on the weekend, there's always a line. Bagel broker. Uh, bagel right. broker. That's a good spot. Or if you really want to blow some of that savings you have, there's a place in Los Feliz called um, Courage Bagels. Courage. And it's twenty dollars for a bagel. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, and the line is usually about an hour. Uh, it's so it's Montreal style bagels. So they basically kind of like burnt a little bit of the edges of them. Uh, so it's got more of a crispier texture. Okay. Um, it's pretty good, but it's I love what's, bagels. What's Montreal style? The bagels judge you after you walk away. <laughs> um, and I have a question too. But okay. Continue your. No, that's that's pretty much I mean, my story about bagels. Why is it called Lux platter? Lox, it's a lox. lox. I mean, it's it's smoked salmon. smoked salmon. Yeah, because the Swedish name for salmon is lux. Oh, so I was like, why do you sometimes say salmon and sometimes you say lox? That's a good question. I, I think when sa- when sa- I think lox is really only mentioned in terms like bagels. What times yeah. I've heard, it's more of like breakfast. It's lox. Then if it's salmon, it's more of like a lunch or dinner or like yeah. a salad. It's so weird because like first time I went to like a bagel place because we don't really do bagels in Sweden. <laughs> uh, it, I was like, oh, lox. It must be like some Swedish connection. But then I saw it a little bit everywhere. So. I love bagels. It's just fucking... Yeah. Every time I'm like anywhere, I'm always looking for the best bagel spot. I love like, the Bagel Broker's jalapeno cheddar spread. I just like it. Right. It's not bad. I, I want to be running to the bathroom after my first <laughs> few bites. I heard Yeasty Boys. They're I, okay. I had that okay. once. Um, it was a little... like They do the cheese goo. I don't know what they call it, but uh-huh. it's like real runny. Queso. I, yeah. I just... I want a <laughs> bacon, egg, and cheese. Right. Salt, an, pepper, on, salt pepper ketchup. Salt pepper ketchup on everything bagel. Toasted. Like, yeah, yeah. Just the basics. Like take me back to New York. Take me back to the East Coast. And uh there's a, a funny girl who just moved out here. She's on TikTok. She did like this bagel thing and she kind of went over it for LA and saying like what you should see when you walk into a bagel shop. And it was pretty it was pretty funny. Huh. It was pretty I think it's part of it's the culture too. Like New York, it's like you get a bagel on a coffee on your way to work. It's an yeah. on the go culture. It's on the yeah. go thing. But here it's sort of like it's a Saturday. Let's get a bagel. Right. Kind of mindset. Have you ever been to Rook Coffee in Jersey? Mm-mm. No. It's just a really good coffee spot. Um, started about like eight years ago. These two guys were traveling in Brazil, and they started bringing this concept of slow drip coffee, which wasn't totally new, but right. for New Jersey it was new. Um, so they brew you one cup at a time. So you order your coffee, they grind the, be- the beans, they put in the thing, and they pour just your cup into it, which you have to wait. So you got to wait like 10 so minutes. it's a Keurig. It's what? It's a Keurig. <laughs> sort of, but slower. I mean, it's fresh brewed. But they blew up. They're all over Jersey now. They've opened up like 12 different shops yeah. there. Um, check it out next time you're there. I love how coffee has become an experience now. Mm. Sure, East Coast, it's very much get the coffee, go, go to work. But it's like there's different there's one machine now that they're making it's like it takes kit like it baby it, you know they sing songs to the, <laughs> to the ground. I'm like it's an it's an experience to get the best cup of coffee i just want coffee mm-hmm. like yeah. people say like oh do you like do you, i don't know what good coffee bad coffee is i just want coffee yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah I don't coffee. have a palate for it i just go off the effects like, yeah am i gonna feel good and that's all i care about like black coffee if it's strong and gives me that Right, radiating, locked in on some. I used to make fun, not make fun of my dad, but he needed two cups of coffee in the morning, every morning. And I was, I never drank coffee. I lived at home as soon as I graduated college, and we would wake up together and go to work. Um, Me and my dad, it was kind of like a bonding thing. But he would have two cups of coffee, and I was like, I don't don't need coffee. I'm just gonna make this commute regardless. And now, 
I need two cups of coffee in the morning. Yeah. As soon as I started drinking one, I'm addi- I'm yeah. I'm screwed. Do you I'm screwed uh, now. when you work out? Do you pregame with coffee or do you do pre-sell like pregame? Yes, pre workouts. Every right now I am. Um, every once in a while, like I'll do cycles of bad work because I know they they coin it with steroids. But I I will um. I'll do a month of like taking pre-workout and mm-hmm. then I'll go off. I won't take pre-workout for like two months and I'll come back just because I feel like it helps. Otherwise, if I'm constantly on pre-workout, it's just like coffee. You get addicted, right. it just loses the effects. So right now I'll do some pre-workout before I lift. And then probably once that's finished, once the tub, the container's gone, I'll probably wait another two months, three months. But do you have coffee during the day, during your off periods? Always have coffee during in the morning. I just have two cups in the morning. That's it for the day. I'm I'm usually pretty good. Mm -hmm. Two thirty, feeling rolls around. I'm just like, I'll get through it. I'll be fine. Mm. But I can have coffee at 9 p.m. and go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way, which I feel like is not a good sign. It's too, yeah. Probably not the best for me. So do you um, do you work out? Um, every day, what's your schedule like? Yeah, because I thought about that when we were talking about bagels. I'm like, are you <laughs> oh, a I'm, health nut? I'm, I'm a fat kid at heart. Uh, I am a fat kid at heart. I was do you just have talking discipline or do you, do you just work out a bunch? He's actually <laughs> obese. <Sorry. laughs> Underneath. <laughs> no, but I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Back. I, um, it's, it's discipline during the week. And then, but I, I do have my cravings and I do like salivate when I see people walk past me with a piece of pizza. But I, as far as working out, I do lift uh i would say six days a week and but i'm move i'm want to get up and move and do something mm-hmm. whether some kind of cardio base if i'm not lifting that day uh depends on the split we're on at that current time uh but as far as a cheat meal i've been doing this new thing every sunday i go to the supermarket i'll figure out a meal whether it's a healthy or not or a cheat meal or not and i'll like i'll actually take time to cook it hmm there's this one guy I've been following. Uh, he like shows you how he cooks everything, and he's just like he creates like a, an experience. He'll put on a record, he'll make a cocktail, and he'll, he'll cook you know scallop one one night with scallops and risotto. I've never cooked scallops, never cooked risotto, don't even really like scallops. But I was like, let me have fun, like making an experience. Mm. So Sunday is kind of like my it's, my yeah, day. That's to awesome. enjoy. true. It's the vibration you're putting into yeah. the food because you're eating, and I feel like 100%. no one, you never really think of that. And not to keep bragging on Sam's bagels, but if that's kind of <laughs> like the vibration of what's going into my bagel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very true. Maybe if she that. put some love in, if like some, and she enjoyed it more, the bagel would taste better. Yeah, there's something to that. But um, it's also like in in Europe, I would say we usually cook like majority of our meals. And I think that is one thing that changed when I got here to America. Started buying more food. Started buying. It's pre-packaged. It's like, you know, even like pre-cut vegetables is new to me. I'm like, why? That's some lazy ass shit. Yeah. You, I'm like, I used what to the stores. You're like, I buy those. <laughs> <laughs> I buy those. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's convenient, but I mean, and also like eating out, I eat out so much. I don't even know how, how I can afford it. To me, <laughs> I, to me I, I love eating food, but the idea of cooking it and then the cleaning afterwards, it's extra steps that feels fatiguing to my mind to to take on. And it's I think that's a lot of people that just want to get takeout or just want it right in front of them. That's why these meal uh, companies are blowing up. Yeah. Like when I was in Jersey, I would do I used to do competitions and I relied on these meal services. There was like one. And now there's like, you can type in, you know, Google it. And there's like 40 of them in your area. Yeah. There's a lady next door probably making meals for somebody right now. Right. Because it's that time thing. Yeah. You're paying a, a premium for this, you know, chicken, broccoli and rice that you could make in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. 
but it's taking that ease that that uh and here's like that time you get your time back i don't have to cook i open the fridge and put it in the microwave and here's the illusion though i think for a lot of people uh, there's some people who don't just don't have that time they need to be go 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 but 99% 99% of us, we do have that time. Yeah. And we're going to spend that time scrolling on TikTok yeah. or something else. That's, that's and then we're like, I have no time, so I have to go buy food. Absolutely. But really, if you took time to like, like you were saying, sort of making it a process and a ritual of like creating the dish and watching all it, like making it special and putting that good intent into it, that's going to A, slow you down and make you more present, but it's going to also take you away from all that other stuff right. distracting you. But absolutely. I really think you're right because like when I lived in Sweden, I usually ate out like two times a month. And that's like, you know, and the days, but I always used to like food prep, not in like a fitness way, right. but more just of a time, uh-huh. uh, you know, efficiency way. So I did it like every Sunday or something, just make sure that I had lunch for each day. And I mean, it doesn't take that much longer time to like cook, you know, I one portion of rice or right. like seven well, You're a trained nutritionist as well, right? Yes. Um, you work out oh, a lot. Oh, we're going to have a lot of questions. You're going to hate my diet. <laughs> oh, I want to hear it. it. I just don't get all the nutrients I need. What's your diet like? So I used to be obese. Um, I used to be 300 pounds when I worked, yeah. worked that in sales is, in New that York. That is insane. Yeah. Um, well done. But I've also like done this like for the last like four years up Dude, and down. It's a journey. Um, so I had that inside me that loved to eat. And especially when I was working in sales, um, it would just be like the highs and the lows. I would love eating. You know, it'd be like, cause it'd be like, oh, you closed a big deal. Let's hit the bars. Right. Then you hit the bars and then you're like, oh man, let's grab some pizza now. And then you got some pizza like, shit, we got to be at work in eight hours, you know? And then it's that sort of lifestyle, which yeah. is not healthy. Um, what do you do? And so have you ever had periods where you were overweight at all? Or were you always sort of in shape and kind of. Cause you were always active, right? Yeah. So I played sports growing up. I was, uh. Oh, my sister uh there was i don't think i was ever obese but my there was one point like i was running with my shirt off like when i was a kid my sister said you know uh, my boobs were bouncing but again <laughs> we're, i think we're kids we're, we're, we're just eating to eat yeah. whatever mom makes puts on the table you ate it um i don't think i ever just being that active through like i went from in high school and earlier it was like football to basketball to baseball mm-hmm. so it was like every season every just every month i was playing something um and then college came around and i got more into strength training as far as football they made you train every day and then if you would have told me whatever 15 20 years ago you would enjoy working out when you when no one was making you i would have laughed at you i would have said as soon as my college career is over i'm gonna sit on the couch eat potato chips and watch tv like i'm never working out again and i don't know where the the switch happened i don't know if it was a strength coach we got a new strength coach um, that kind of like, I don't know, made it fun. And then I just kind of, as soon as I graduated, I just found myself back in the gym. I don't know if it's the athleticism, the competitive nature I'm competing against. It's the habit now. too that you formed after all those years, that Co- habit yeah. of doing that. It's almost like brushing your teeth, you yeah. know, it's like, I got to work out. And actually it's so funny when you say habits, because it's really, I can see coming from a different culture. And as you know, since I moved to America two years ago, I've gained 25 pounds. You but, look great, though. I mean, I, can I still imagine look what, like normal, but yeah. it, but it's it's just like it's the small habits that truly. You get 25 pounds. 25 pounds up. But wow. Yeah, you should have seen me. <laughs> but the thing is, and it's just about those habits. Yeah. Like the yeah. portion sizes oh, are I just. Too. They're insane know, in America. So, yeah. but even if they're, because everyone thinks about you know these huge. Um, but it's like they can just be like 
this much bigger mm-hmm. and it's going to make a difference. Yeah. And also in America, I feel like it's a lot of like you add in extra. It's not like have an Oreo. It's like have a fried dipped in sugar <laughs> double Oreo. S- double stuffed. Yeah. Double stuffed. Double stuffed. Oh. Yeah. It's like have that. And you, you don't see that in, in Sweden. Right. I think you go to these fancy restaurants in Europe and granted the price, I'm going to argue in a second because money. Of course. But, uh, you, th- you know, you get this little tiny piece of something with like this sprig of grass hangover. So the presentation is nice and it's in the center of the plate and you and we as Americans balk at it. Yeah. Because like, how is this going to fill me up? Right. Now, why is it $75? That's another story. But here in America, Boston Nova, right down the street. Uh-huh. Please tell me you guys have been there or ordered I late night. Yes. One, why is it packed? It's I don't know. Insanely packed. We, have, we have our theory. <laughs> good, good food, but it's like you pay twenty dollars and and you get a plate full that'll feed a family for weeks. Uh huh. Like America. Yeah, we it. eat that once in, and then we're still hungry an hour later. And yeah. that's our thing too. I feel like we're always Americans are like we're obsessed with having big portions. We think that if we don't, we'll die. Mm-hmm. If we just have a light lunch, we're going to like have, we're going to die at like by before dinner, you know, yeah. but it's also just, like, just eat again in another hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just eat again. The big portions are always for the least healthy type of foods. You yeah. go to a fast food yeah. place and there may not be a super size anymore at Wendy's, but you see the small and the small is like 24 ounces. Right. Like mm. this is a small, I need a large. Yeah. 24 is not enough. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's kind of disgusting. Yeah. So you, um, in terms of during the, you said your diet's not that great though. As far as nutrient base go, I eat, I'm also picky when it comes to certain things. So I literally eat, everyone will say, see a picture on Instagram. Obviously we only post the best things, but they'll see a picture and they'll say, Oh, Mark, what's your diet? Give me your diet plan. I'm like, I will, but you're not going to like it. I eat chicken, some kind of vegetable and some kind of carb for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, basically. You chicken for breakfast? Yeah, eggs. Sorry. Okay. Um, but like lunch and dinner and and any kind of small meals in between is usually chicken, broccoli or Brussels sprouts, rice or potatoes. Every day, uh, I just I'll add different seasonings. One day might be barbecue sauce. One day might be hot sauce. And then on the weekends, like today, I might have something more enjoyable for dinner. Saturday might be I'll get in some red meat or fish. And then Sunday I'll kind of overindulge. Um, but when I have those cravings during the week, you know what? I've been craving pizza. I'm going to go get a slice or you'll uh, have it during the week or you'll yeah, push it off. No, the I'll have it during the week. Oh, you I, will. I'm, I am so big on 80, 20. Oh yeah. I'll try and go oh, yeah. 80% healthy and 20% mm-hmm. whatever I want. Um, sidecar donuts, shout out to them. I am a huge donut guy. Randomly Dude, salt and butter. The best. One of my favorites. Randomly, I'll just text uh, another buddy of mine who likes donuts. I'm like, sidecar tonight? I'm like, yeah, let's get it. <laughs> so I, I won't I won't not, like, I won't say, no, you can't have it. You're going to, you know, gain 40 pounds if you have one donut. I am not that crazy um, because I understand that's not how it works. Right. Like, one bad food item is not going to ruin a diet. Just, like, one great workout is not going to make you. Sure. Yeah. So, Arnold. so people that uh, indulge in. Uh, marijuana and get those type of cravings um how does that play into uh, their diet and do you have any advice for sticking on to onto your regimen when you're feeling these uh impulses for sweet Uh, or salty or another gentleman i think you should have on this podcast uh, as the fellow sweden swedish gentleman i was talking about my roommate nick he is uh an awesome human being he smokes sorry if i'm throwing you under the bus nick he smokes a lot of weed but he's like he can function Mm -hmm. at a super high level 
And, and he's he's Swedish? He's Swedish. And he cooks all the time, super healthy, even when he's baked or high. Yeah. Like he'll be, you know, rolling a joint and he's got salmon in the in the pot with veggies going. So for me, I, I have sorry mom, smoked weed before and uh food tastes better, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So I think if you prepare before you roll your joint or smoke mm. your bowl and you're like already got fresh food cooking, I think it's going to taste, you're going to enjoy it 10 times better. Yeah. Um, at least from my experience, I've made my chicken, broccoli and rice and was ate it high and was like, oh my God, this I'm is like, this is a Michelin star <laughs> meal right here. I think yeah. that's a really good point because if you cook your food first and then indulge, then you're probably going to eat that food. But if you smoke and then you're idling, that's when your mind is like pizza. Yeah. Er I think too, like things. what I did, I did a little experiment with myself. It wasn't peer reviewed or anything, but <laughs> I, uh, I smoked, I smoked some weed and then I fought the urge to order, to go to In-N-Out. That was the experiment. And I won it. I didn't go to In-N-Out. And I went to bed and I woke up the next morning. I was like, Oh my God, I can, I do have a choice. I don't have to just give in to my impulse right. of like, I need more in and out, you know, like I can actually right. control it. And I think sort of doing a little experiment like that proves to yourself that you still have power and, and that you can actually, you don't have to give in to that. I think it's that idle time. Yeah. So I've noticed with myself that if, you know, these, these bodybuilders, these dieters, these fitness freaks will eat every two hours and people will like, you know, think that's crazy. But if you, the longer I let myself get hungry, mm. yeah. the more I, I don't want to cook, the more I want something to lit, like overly dishes like burgers and fries. But if I have meals prepped, if I'm, yeah. if I prepare, like, you know, that whole saying, prepare to fail, fail to prepare, you, you know, you prepare to fail. Um, if I have moved food cooked already, or if I'm eating regularly, I don't have those cravings mm. as much. But as soon as I, oh man, okay, I haven't eaten yet. I don't feel like cooking an hour go by, it's 12 really don't want to cook screw it i'm ordering so it's that idle time where we waste time and we yeah. don't like if we would just cook when we're hungry and eat when we're hungry i think we would do we you would do uh, intermittent problem. fasting at all have you dabbled in that yes and somebody asked me this the other day not by most of the time it's not by choice it's not like i wake up i'm gonna intermittent fast today it's like ah, i woke up a little late i don't have time to make breakfast for work so i'm just gonna go and then i don't get my first meal until 10 a.m 11 a.m uh it's worked it hasn't hurt me um, I think people should experiment with it, try it. Uh, some people swear by it. Some mm -hmm. people will go from they'll wake up at six and not eat until 3 PM. Um, mine is usually accidental and I'm just like, ah, oh, cool. I intermittent fasted today. So, um, Especially when you have coffee, it's like, oh shit, it's noon and I yeah. haven't eaten anything. Yeah. Coffee will help that, that appetite suppressant. Sometimes yeah. it makes me hungrier. Sometimes it doesn't. I've, I haven't figured it out. Yet. I think too, there's this, and this might be an East coast thing, but when I, when I think coffee, immediately I'm like bagel. I'm like they just they just go uh, so well together. Okay. To me, it's laptop. Laptop. You, yeah. You go I right love, to work like, mode. Just chewing on my laptop. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I go. I go. Oh, into, I got yeah. it. I go. Whatever. I go. Into, I go into work mode where it's like the coffee is gonna put me in a state where I just want to open up my laptop and just ravage through things I need to do or, or get done. So I don't even think of food because I think food actually detracts from my caffeine effects. So I think if I have. Uh, a bagel after drinking coffee, it's going to lower the effects. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty delusional and neurotic now that I hear myself back. <laughs> no, I, think, no, no, I don't no, want to crossfade. No, <laughs> if it works, it works. You know what I mean? I think the other thing I was telling people is we're all different. Oh, yeah. What works for me is not going to work for you. It works for you. How you visit, view coffee. It, and, but it works for you. So don't change anything. You know what I mean? When yeah. I think about coffee, I think about cigarettes. 
Mm. Because I'm European. <laughs> what do I think about? Yeah, coffee and... Coffee. First thing that comes to mind is... Uh, Your dad. I, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I don't... It tastes good. Like, I've gotten to the point where now it's like... I'm a coffee and cream guy. So I know I'm like supposed to be this fitness guy. And, oh, you got to drink it black. I have cream with my coffee. Sorry. Um, like you do all milk or... Like some... I've been lately. I've been doing uh, almond creamer. Mm. Um, the coffee brand, coffee. Khalifa. No, Trader it's Joe's. no, it's been a uh, silk. Okay. Oh yeah, the silk company. I just Ralph's. Uh, listen, I'm the cheap guy. I just uh, <laughs> and it tastes good. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it's almost like dessert. Yeah. So my yeah, breakfast yeah. is sometimes breakfast is that weird plural word. Uh, breakfast in the morning can be kind of boring for me. It's eggs and oatmeal. So like that coffee with the cream is almost like it's like dessert. It's yeah. Coffee's the new cereal. Yeah. If you want a little bit of a hack, Please. next time you brew your coffee, throw in a dash of cinnamon in there. I've I've been doing it every once in a while. The cinnamon I bought, I think they burnt it when uh. they made it. So like my <laughs> coffee comes gives it this little burnt taste. So I stopped it. But yes, yeah. And with the grounds, I mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I remember you did it on one podcast. Yeah. It was so good. I would Sometimes it clogs the coffee machine, so watch out. Okay. <laughs> if you put too much in I there. I only want cream when I have iced, and I also want iced more times Same. than hot so like no matter what the weather can be freezing cold i still want ice i like ice and coffee i feel like that with the cream and watching it make this mosaic as it spins through yeah it's art it's it's everything to me. i i have a problem with beverages in general i <laughs> i like to ice coffee because i chug it like i don't slowly sip my coffee mm. like it's gone like i make sorry if people are still have their coffee uh like the people who don't finish their coffee i'm like what are you doing like you spent six dollars on starbucks coffee and it's like that's brian three quarters of it left he's the biggest so, offender so i'm the, i chug it and like i got made fun of because like wine i get it it's you're supposed to enjoy it and sip it but i'm sitting here kicking back three glasses of wine <laughs> because i i just chug drinks like i just i'm the same that's drink. why i always get so, so drunk. why do you think you don't finish <laughs> yeah. it because you've had enough caffeine because you've left more wounded soldiers you know than why? biden at yeah i need to know why um so I drink it slowly. I sip on it. I drink okay. it slowly. And then it gets a point where I'm like, I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm done with it. And I don't feel even with alcohol, like I won't finish a drink just to finish a drink for that purpose. You if would've. I don't want it, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to have it. Dude, My buddies awesome. would have killed you in college. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they would constantly walk around shaking beers to see if it's still stuck Ugh. in there. I used to do that. We used to have a beer gun. Did you ever use a beer gun? I don't think so. Oh my God. This thing's dangerous. Yeah. So oh, it's basically okay. a big syringe. Yeah, yeah. You pour two beers in it. Okay. And then because it works with, yes. Jack and then Cameron right in your mouth. And, he, and you can down two beers in under three seconds. It's disgusting. I used to have a tough time shotgunning because it's like I'd get like three quarters of the beer. Then it's like it wouldn't all come yeah. out. And so I preferred using the like the funnel. But my parents would constantly like find it and take it away. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this? Um, speaking of drinking beers, yep. um, I want to transition to. Uh, so you just started a new job um, mm -hmm. at Soho House. Mm -hmm. uh, how's that going? It's good. It's a grind, um, but I think all new things are a grind. Yeah. Trying to learn as much as I can, as fast as I can. Uh, long hours, getting getting up to speed and everything. But I think it's it's going it's going as well as it and can. And you're be. doing uh, you're the head of uh, the manager. Of, what is it? Fitness and basically the gym manager. Okay. So it's very very same job that I was doing at Rumble. Uh huh. Uh, just for Soho House. Gotcha, gotcha. How is the Soho House here? Like I've never I never even heard of Soho House. This is funny, but in, in India, they have one in Mumbai. Mm -hmm. yep. And I used to hang out all the, um, at the Soul House there all the time. A bunch of my friends were members. We'd go every week. Um, and that was my first exposure to Soho House, but I've never actually been to one in the States before. 
Um, is the vibe sort of the same? Is there a pool at the location there? And there's, I think, every house mm-hmm. is very is different in some sort of way. Some have every everything: hotel rooms, night uh, lounges, restaurants, pool. I think West Hollywood only has like the restaurant kind of vibe, lounge vibe. Uh, no pool, no hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, some, so I think they're all very different. The one in downtown has it all: gym, hotel rooms uh nightlife pool Mm -hmm. um i think malibu is even smaller it's like kind of like just like a beach house kind of vibe come for restaurant or come for dinner and kind of leave do you organize sort of like wellness sort of uh workshops there are you in charge of that aspect going to start doing that Mm -hmm. they used to have this soho active membership for their members to be able to use the gym take classes kind of like extra offerings right now it's mainly operating as a hotel gym it's kind of like if you're a member, you come and use it. If you're a hotel guest, come and use it. Right. Um, so glorified hotel gym because it is really nice. Mm-hmm. But they're getting come January, the new year, they're they're revamping their whole wellness platform in terms of they want to make it for their members, their hotel guests, a place where you can go get your workout done, sit in the sauna. Oh, by the way, we have a salon. You can go get your hair done. And then the girls are getting brunch later come right up to the club level so yeah. it's gonna they want to make it like a i'm at soho house all day on saturday right yeah i yeah. lift in uh i got a massage i ate mm-hmm. brunch and then we went out and stayed by the pool and then at night we went so they're trying to make their members more of like a vibe sort of thing spend it, more money yeah, yeah. So, so it's um, only but, for but, members but it's amazing vegas, it's like a vegas hotel that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's literally what um in the one in mumbai it's literally what it is so you'd go we go on the rooftop pool for like maybe brunch meet a few friends there have some coffee and then start having drinks and dive into the pool. And we'd end up chilling on the cabanas for a few hours and come like five, six. Then it'd be like, all right, let's go down to the fourth floor. And that was like where the big bar was. Yeah. Hang out there for a couple hours. Then we go to like the eighth floor. And it's that's an more experience. Like, it's it a really whole experience. Is. Yeah. There's a gym in Jersey, Lifetime Fitness. I don't know if you've uh-huh. heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These things are castles. My buddy worked at one. He said, why don't you come lift with me here? And I, it's huge. You pull up the one in, I think, Florham Park. They have an outdoor pool with, like, water slides for the kids. They have an indoor pool, lap pool, two rock climbing walls, six basketball courts. Upstairs is, like, the, the gym equipment, the lifting area. It's insane. They have cafe. They have a hair salon, a nail salon. So it's, like, you pay $400 a month for this membership, and, you bought, and like, you're, like, oh, my God, $400 a month. But you can bring the kids there. Mm-hmm. Go have fun while Daddy goes gets a lift. Yeah, I you know I something if I have kids I would be a member there. Yeah, because it's, it's like experience. I can't lift during the day because I got kids, but here they can rock climb, swim, play basketball while I go get a lift in. Do you feel like um with the like the pandemic and the lockdowns did that affect? I know in other houses, uh, friends who've worked there, they sort of kind of the vibe is not quite back yet. Do you feel like it's it's kind of back there now already? Or I was never a member. I think I went to the West Hollywood one once mm-hmm. before i started working here and i just went and had uh, a breakfast like a meal uh so i'm not very familiar with the soho house uh, i wasn't a member i didn't get to experience like the nightlife aspect of it i think it's getting back to i mean it's been pretty busy yeah uh every time i go up for you know some more cleaning supplies up to the sixth floor it's pretty popping everybody's out either working or having a lunch meeting mm-hmm. so i think it's getting back america as a whole we're kind of yeah, yeah. getting there um but I'm excited to see it. If it's not back fully, I'm excited to see what it looks like when it is back. I feel like there's also an uptick in people taking their health more seriously because this yeah. has rattled a lot of people. So th- this is probably 
going to be an influx of people that want to be going to the gym or before it was kind of oh, i'll get to it but now it's yeah. like, okay this needs to be kind I of i think the new year's resolutions life. this year will it'll be pretty oh interesting yeah. to see january yeah but i just think it's a little bit interesting because you know i think america is an extreme country in a lot of ways which i love that's why i'm here but it's like you know extremely poor extremely rich it's like always this extreme and it feels like america is also that when it comes to like health and fitness like it's so such extreme levels it's like yeah either you're like fitness lifestyle or you're like mcdonald's lifestyle. right right that's true and yeah. it's like hard to find this kind of i'm just living in balance you know healthy lifestyle in a way where like gym memberships i mean of course we have gyms in sweden i went to a gym too but it's not like we don't have a 12 story floor gym you right. know that that is like 400 bucks a month right. no one would go uh we must but we have like outdoor gyms uh, and stuff like that that is for free but mostly we just stay active yeah you know like a part of your life because it's so interesting to me the first time i've ever heard about someone driving to the gym <laughs> was here in america and i was like wait that sounds a little bit weird now i'm like now i'm used to it because now i drive everywhere too but it was like wait you're driving to work out for an hour and then you drive home <laughs> what about yeah, it's it's like, what about taking pre-workout and then just watching tv and not even going <laughs> to the gym? that's happened to me a few times like i'm just gonna take it and just hang you laser it in on the show yeah i think the covid and the quarantine helped some people realize they don't need to yeah i think with uh especially brands with Peloton and Tonal and those kind of at home, you're, you're able to get an amazing workout from your living room. And even just, you can YouTube. I remember I went home for the holidays in 2020, saw my mom. My mom was like, I want to get healthier. Show me some things. I said, mom, we can just head to YouTube on the TV, type in whatever, you, whatever you want. Yoga, 30 minute beginner. Boom. And there it is. And we're sitting there doing yoga. Uh, beginner ladies hit workout boom there it is so right. i think covid kind of helped people realize i don't need a gym membership i can do this i bought these five, 10 pound dumbbells that have been sitting here i'm gonna use them yeah um so i think that was a big fear for me going back to work at a gym after covid what are, are people not going to show up because they know they can do, do it from their home? Do you think that's the future of fitness? Because they're already no, saying that so. they're already saying that uh, work is now going to be from even home. more telecommuting. So that kind of plays right into it, where that's our new I'll, way of life. I feel like for me personally, like I've never been one I, to just go to the gym. Like I had an LA Fitness membership, and I went like five times because I get bored if I'm just going working on my mm -hmm. own. I love group classes. Uh, so I'm going to F45 right now. I've been going there for the last yeah, month. Love it. And I love it because they just sort of kind of like pump you up. But you're in a, I, can't, I couldn't just sit down and grab my phone for five minutes and check Instagram. Like that would not be allowed. Correct. You know, because everyone, you're working out constantly for 45 minutes. You're in a class. You're moving stations, you know, and it keeps me accountable for me personally. So I love the community aspect of going to the gym. I love going to see other people working out. It inspires me to want to work out. The guy next to me is like, you know, working out harder. And I'm going to be like, I need to work out harder. It's a good so, point. So it depends it, on the individual, I think. It's a very good point. Not to cut you off. So for me, lifting is something I enjoy. I can do it by myself. I can do it with 40 people. I never, um, and I've never told Rumble this. I never really, I love the company. I worked there for three years and they, they provided me with more things than mm -hmm. I could imagine. But I never really, I like would be like, 
why do people need group fitness? Why does Soul Cycle? Why do people love Barry's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't need that, but there are people that yeah. do. And as soon as I realized that, it changed my whole aspect on the people, the clients that would come in. I was like, they're here to get better because this works for them. So I'm not the Sam's Bagel lady. You you came you came to work <laughs> out. However however you want to work out. Yeah. Get your ass in here. I'm happy to see you. Yeah. yeah. So once I realized that everybody is different and everybody how they want to work out and how they want to get better and eat healthier is their choice. Whatever works for them, come on in. Let's yeah. Work. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. I think that's interesting because I know a lot of people that feels like you like accountability when it comes to classes. I'm the complete opposite. Like, I want to work out alone. Like, don't bug like, me. Yeah, it feels like a personal journey into yeah. that new energy. Yeah. For me, you give me shit, but I have an iPod, like a classic iPod that I bring. And if I don't bring my phone, then I'm not going to have that temptation. It's like, okay, I'm going to sit on the bench press staring at my iPod from 2004. It doesn't even light up. I don't even know what song's on. All right, be honest here. But when I have my phone. Wait, be honest. When I have my phone, yeah, I definitely get tempted. And for me, LA Fitness's motto really should be a different place to be on your phone. It's like, I can be on my phone on the bench press. I can be on my Holy phone on. Holy shit. How many right. times, though, be honest, do you go to the gym with your iPod, but also have your phone with you in your other hand? Um, sometimes, but for a long time, I didn't do that. I, for, and I've even done it at this gym next door, just my iPod. And yeah, it's, is it a little difficult to not have that because it's, you want to pick it up in between right. sets and scroll or whatever. Yeah, it is a little bit more difficult, but you actually get more done because the alternative is to stare at the wall. Right? But I remember, okay, so what kind of workout type are you? Cause hit. I, I do hit. I no, used to do no, insanity no, back. No, that's not the question. Oh. <laughs> what times do you usually do it? I got to do mornings. Morning. Me too. Yeah, Me I got to do mornings. Because when I was living in Sweden and had my desk job, I had to go up. I, I remember I woke up 5.30 every morning, went to the gym at 6, was home by 7, and then I went to work. And that made my, wor- my world so much better because I had so much energy. I was so pumped, and I've gotten like 45 minutes in because mm. I lived like next to the gym because that was crucial for me too uh, it was very important for me that it was as easy as possible okay. so even though the gym that was like in my building was like more expensive than another gym i was like it doesn't matter i just need the free weights and yeah. then i'm done I, I like cardio at night like running outside while the sun's setting or do cardio at night really gets me to relax headspace if i'm lifting i'd rather do it in the morning yeah so i have the kind of like you were just saying that foundation for the day where it's like right i'm cruising on that energy and i already got my workout out of the way because you right. don't know how your day is going to unfold and be like oh i've had a stressful day oh, fuck it i'm not going to go to the gym and a lot of people talk themselves out of that yeah by five that's me PM. that's that's why oh, I always I always talk to myself. I'm like, no, I will go at 5 p.m. once I'm done with work. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Then four comes around. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang out in bed real quick, recharge myself. Yeah, I'm but I'm out of here. And then it's like, well, I should deserve a day off, dude. You know? I have like three hours of anxiety thinking about doing it. So yeah. it's just good, better to just do it and, and have it done. Have you ever me. regretted? Like, I feel like there's a lot a lot of times I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym today. I don't want to do this. I'm sore. Blah blah blah. But when I'm done with the gym, I'm always like, yeah. I know. I know. I've never the regretted it. Exactly. Never like I shouldn't have done yeah. that. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. No? I'm not. I I I'm not grumpy. I just don't want to wait. I love sleeping in. I love sleep. But like you said, the times where I've had to wake up early and lift, I've never regretted it. Mm-hmm. I just cannot make myself get up in the morning to lift. What you said about you never know how your day is going to go. I need to start lifting in the morning. 
because with a new job, with whatever it is, shit happens. Sorry for the language. I don't know if we're allowed to say. Nah, um, stuff happens throughout your day where just this past Monday, I was super excited to hit legs. I know it's crazy. I know nobody likes legs. But Monday, I was like looking forward to lifting after work the entire day. Something happened at work. They needed me to stay. There was an Adele Spotify listening party. Shout out to Adele releasing a new album. Um, and they were like, hey, Mark, we don't want our hotel guests, you know, going up to the event if they don't weren't invited to it. Do you mind riding the elevator for two hours? So I was, oh. a, I was a bellhop. Now, granted, listen, I'm the new guy. I'll do whatever you need me to do. It's not about the, the job I had to do, but it threw my whole two hours. I was, I could have been lifting. Yeah. So I didn't get to my lift till 930. So lifting in the morning, I should start doing. I just cannot get up in the morning. I don't want to do it. Did you get nauseous from being in the elevator so long? <laughs> no, the worst, the worst <laughs> part, the worst that part was such a valid uh, question. No, it really is. So I, my family owns uh, or like um, a headache from all. Well, my family owns a moving service back east. Also, Lowe's. it is hot. So sorry, guys. I'm not trying to do the whole sweatshirt. He's take flexing. Off. <laughs> Joe, look at me. Um, my family owns a moving service in Jersey. Uh, Lowe's moving service. Shout out. And um, I used to work in summers when I was a kid, and I'd always have to be. Um, like starting off, I'd be in the elevator, doing the elevators, going up and down and up and down. Right. And I just literally get almost like vertigo from being in the elevator so long because you're just going. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I didn't have that problem. It was the uh, the different colognes and perfumes that would walk in uh, and out. So I, I was literally stuck in there. So every time we went down the first floor, I kind of peeked my head out, take a breath of fresh air, <laughs> oh, no. and the mass. It was just a whole thing. Yeah. But uh, it's just you don't know how your day is going to go. Don't. So yeah. knock it out in the morning. If that's a problem for people with consistency and like, man, I just don't have the time. Everyone has that same excuse. Get, you just got to get it done. What are your morning. thoughts on uh, smoking weed before the gym or, or an exercise in general? Do you think it can help? I find that it can help break plateaus if you have something where in terms of benching, I can only bench 160 and that's what's always going to be. But I feel like so I've done it a few times. When you go in there, it's kind of more you don't have those preconceived notions about your abilities and you surprise yourself. And I find myself can I can do more reps. I'm not as I'm not as overwhelmed with the amount of sets and reps that I'm required to do because I'm more in the moment just focusing on how the motions right. feel. Um, I had a buddy recommend it. And I a little backstory, not to I was a a prude, I guess you could say, when it comes to drugs and alcohol. I didn't start drinking until junior year of college, not because I was scared of the law, but just I just didn't really see the need to it. Uh, I, I don't know. I was always the designated driver. Uh, didn't haven't tried any drugs besides weed, um, and didn't try weed until I moved out here. When Nick ran one randomly night said, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow?" I said, "I was off." He made me try it, and I tried it. Um, I'm not in f uh, recommending or endorsing smoking weed before working out, but I have tried it, and man, is it kind of cool. Um, a buddy's recommended it. I tried it. For me, just like you said, I feel the muscle differently. Um, I don't, it could be just all in my head, but for whatever reason, I, it's like they say bodybuilding is like a mind-muscle connection, and I just feel that more if I have something in me. I don't do it a lot, I don't do it often, just because I do wanna uh, be, I guess the word sober, or, or in, a, in a clear mind state when I do go to the gym, but every once in a while, if I do do it before 
a you know a home workout or a, even going on a run mm. i just i feel i've heard that I a lot before a about running different yeah if, i've yeah, never I've, tried it though i've heard it about running but not about lifting yeah it's, but it makes it's sense. similar yeah. i i a lot of times have taken a few hits and then gone for a long run and that mix of the the weed with endorphins it is one of the best sensations i've ever yeah, felt you feel so good you feel so connected my brain almost just gets flooded with positive thoughts and it raises my frequency to a level that it's i'm it's yeah I, I wouldn't i wouldn't go to the gym and try and pr like i wouldn't put you know 500 pounds on the squat rack while yeah. i was under the influence mm -hmm. but on my light days or on like a day where i'm just like a, an easy arm day I don't, it could be just mental for all I know. I don't know the science behind yeah. it, but I feel, hmm. I, I look in the mirror. I'm like, man, this is a, I got a good pump going for lack yeah. of a better word. And I, I, uh, I did it once on an edible and I wouldn't recommend it. I, I would just take a few hits if you're gonna do it. Cause I took an edible once, like a chocolate covered blueberry. And I went to the gym like 90 minutes later and it just hit me too hard. And I remember just being on the bench press. Just it's like interesting. Napping. I, was like, I, f <laughs> I feel like um, <laughs> still, even though it's legal <laughs> watching in, TV, I'm like, what the? it's legal in California uh, and many states now, actually, in, in the U.S., but there's still a little bit of a taboo against smoking yeah. weed. But if you were to say like, oh, I'm going to take my antidepressant or I'm going to take my anti-anxiety pill or even I'm going to take Adderall and go to the gym, it's like that's totally normal. fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. And like I remember there was an Olympic athlete who was talking about she was taking Adderall for um for ADD, but they're arguing she was getting unfair advantage um, in terms of working out. And um, I was like, I agree with that because it, you, you're able to push yourself where you couldn't naturally do that. I know, but right. she also cleaned the judges' apartments afterwards. So they. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, like, why not? You know, why not if it works for you? Um, I mean, we've seen so many benefits from, from what THC and CBD can do with people. Uh, so why not? I've never tried it. I want to try it, though. Right. Um, I I think there is that huge, and for me in my mind, there's still a negative connotation. Like I don't, yeah. I nervous talking about it. Oh, now it's out in the public. Same, Mark Schnauer yeah, yeah. smokes weed. Yeah. So there is that negative connotation in my head. Like when I broke the news to my mom, it was like you know coming, you know, telling her I was a heroin addict. Right. Like that's what I. That's what I felt. <laughs> um, so I do see that. I don't like doing it in public. Mm -hmm. I don't like smoking and then going out and seeing people and it's like. I feel the whole time I'm paranoid. They know I'm high. They know I'm high. They know I'm high. <laughs> but with the gym, I literally put my headphones in and I am locked in for mm. whatever reason. It's just, it's a, an enjoyable experience for me. Have you honest, ever, a, sorry, a lot of people at the gym are intoxicated on one thing or another, whether it's pre-workout, it's those high levels of caffeine and B12. They're not, their consciousness is definitely altered somewhat. So have you ever gone to the grocery store high? That is the trippiest thing I think I've ever done. I mean, going I don't to Ralph's. Really, you know, I don't really smoke weed because we've we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Have you driven an ice cream truck high? No. <laughs> Hopefully, you haven't <laughs> either. either. No, no one should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Like I don't like to do a lot of things mm -hmm. under the influence. Like usually, weed has been, and I, I just learned that it's probably not the best idea. But it's been a sleep aid. Yeah, I do, yeah. I do it right before bed. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. I, that's a great and I idea. Watch yeah, something be. funny and then pass out. Um, so I try not to do it during the day. So I think that's why mm -hmm. it gets this negative connotation. Cause if it is legal, I can smoke before work. Yeah. If I really wanted to now, again, some jobs could drink before work. That's legal. Oh, some do. Right? So it's very yeah. true. So, but I could, I could never, right. I would f be freaking out the whole time. So for me, it's more of a night thing. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while before yeah. the gym, I just, yeah. yeah. Just for good. me, like 
I agree with you. I think it definitely should be during a time when you're not trying to be productive. And if you want to mm-hmm. be part of society yeah. and functioning and be on your A game and productive, yeah. then you should wait till after it should be a reward in terms of being in different settings with it. Because sometimes like I don't like smoking before I'm going out to like a, yeah. a packed place because I know I'm not uh, as connected to what's going on. I'm usually more of like taking one step back. Right. And Have you ever smoked and done salsa dancing, Steve? Yeah. I, ah! I, oh, I, you uh, were high? When you did that, yeah, I smoked. Did you dance better? No, he's like, I can't get this down. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And I was like, well, because it's supposed to be a beginner class, but it was actually. I thought it was a beginner class, but it was intermediate. I was. (laughs) So you guys were pros. I was, I was uh, really struggling. I don't know how much that had to do with the fact that I was high, but it probably didn't help because like I couldn't pay attention. Okay, we're going to a quick six step, and I'm like staring at the wall. What are we doing? (laughs) But most of the girl, most of the kept on happening. Damn it! I wish I. And I was dancing with these guys. girls like, you, you know, game. Uh, yeah, like, I should have followed you. The girls were like, do you know these basic moves? I was like, no, no. I brought tortilla chips. I didn't yeah. know what this was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were trying different types of salsa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, verde. And they, didn't yeah. they were pretty friendly about it. There was like most girls I'd be like, hey, I, I don't know what we're doing. I thought this would be in their class. Like, oh, it's fine. Like, just do this. There was one or two girls that were like, you're doing it wrong. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, they're like, they're like <laughs> it's in, out, in, out, spin, reverse. And I was like, what? And yeah. then I was like, I'm just going to make this up, but you know? In terms of like smoking weed in those types of settings, it's beforehand, it's always like a roll of the dice, but I view it as a personal challenge because if I'm feeling anxiety or fear, which I did, I felt like when I first showed up there, I wasn't like that anxious because I, I didn't expect to be a good salsa dancer. So right. I didn't think it was, I didn't, didn't really feel embarrassed, yeah. but I view it as like, if I am getting upset or, angry why it's because i'm viewing myself in some negative way and i feel like the weed can help you look inside in a sense so it's always can be a journey into the uh, your inside of your consciousness yeah. and how you're feeling about things so you I feel don't like want to look inside when you're doing trying to learn salsa dancing no, <laughs> no you don't you just you no, want you to be outward <laughs> no you don't but it, maybe like going to a grocery store like that's interesting to me because i like observing like human behavior yeah, it's like if for i'm sure. getting a little bit anxious why am i now nervous or why am i feeling these ways when beforehand if you're pounding a coffee and you're going you're more just like okay i'm gonna get the lucky charm right. i'm gonna go here it kind of <laughs> lets you take a step back and that's interesting to me i think that is a yeah uh, a healthier way to look at the experience of smoking weed. My grocery store experience again, because I, because <laughs> I, I eat the same things over and over again. I'm, I'm literally in and out. Yeah. I've went, too. uh, once or twice, like at night, like, Oh shoot, I forgot to get milk. Let me go run to the grocery store. It turns into an hour ordeal because then I'm like, could I get everything? Could I get yeah. Okay. What do I need for this? Like, so I try not to go cause then I'm up and down the aisles. Right. I'm in the bread aisle, you know, dissecting who's gotten rich flour, who doesn't. <laughs> um, so I try not to, uh, otherwise I'll be in there for too long. Uh, cool. Okay. I have, yes. I have one question before we start to wrap up. Um, because we have, we've got to know you pretty well now and you're, you know, cost conscious and you're healthy. But the acting part, I want to touch upon that. Mm-hmm. How how did you just like, okay, I, I have this life in New York. Let's go become an actor. We know the Ohio mm-hmm. move didn't happen, but acting. For me, I let's start by saying I had a wonderful childhood. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not Great. struggle. I did not want any want for anything. But movies and TV for, for me was an escape from reality, I guess, for lack of a better word. I loved watching movies. Uh, I don't go out and party. I don't drink a lot. My Friday nights tonight would probably be very boring. 
last night. So I'm off today from my 18 jobs that I work. And normally people, a normal person of my age would be like, we're hitting the town. We're, we're pre-gaming with pre-workout and <laughs> alcohol. And we're going to go to Shabbat, Shabbat, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, but you, for me, I was looking forward to coming home making food and watching red notice the new netflix movie with the, the rock and it was it was like i was looking forward to staying in mm -hmm. so for me that's always the way i've been i was in high school star athlete and it's like everyone part house parties i would go home and watch movies with my parents like i'm a homebody uh, a weird kid i don't know whatever you want to call it so movies was like my way of being in this different world you could be a villain you could be a um a hero a scientist a garbage man so for me it was like just an escape and then as i got older i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life i don't think any of us really do we're all struggling with this factor and it's time we normalize it um so I, finance job i thought my life was put on a suit and tie just like my dad, go to work, make a crap ton of money and have a wonderful life. And I was like, I'm, but I'm good at a lot of different things. Like, I don't know what I should be. Should I do this? Should I be marketing? Should I do advertising? So I was like, acting, you can do different things. You can be the villain one week mm -hmm. and then be an accountant the next week and then be a garbage man the next week. So I was like, oh, okay, I like movies. I get to be different things. I can portray myself in a different way whenever i want uh let's give it a shot um so that's kind of what drove me to acting um have i gotten to be a garbage man a villain or, or uh you know a banker not yet but hopefully what would your dream role be <laughs> two dream roles let's go two like two idea roles you'd want to play definitely an action hero mm -hmm. i just, that's the movies i like um we talk about like me and my roommate when Fe when the Fe new Fast and Furious was coming out, is it believable? No. I is it far fetched? Yes. But we talk about we say it all the time. It's a movie you have to turn your brain off. I like those kind of movies. Mm. You give me a bucket of popcorn and I'm just entertained for two hours. There are these thinkable movies like um, w uh, another buddy loves Wes Anderson. Yeah. And like the Royal Tenenbaums and Life Aquatica. And I watch one and it it's a great movie, but it's like. I have to think and I have to, oh, it's it's actually about life. It's just following this guy's life and he has a normal life and it's just a story. Mm -hmm. For for me, those movies, I do enjoy them, yeah. but I want the action. I want the car chases. I mm -hmm. want the things blown up. So if Michael Bay ever hears this, please call me. Uh, I'll be the guy who gets shot in the first scene. I would just want <laughs> Michael Bay. Yeah, so, so anything he does. Is kind yeah, of so if, he, he, if he's listening, mm -hmm. where can he find you? Uh, six zero nine two zero. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, so that's kind of like action. Yeah. And then I think I would love to do like a, a play something that's not be a villain. Uh, you guys don't know me th too well, but I I think I'm overly nice. I'm like most people say, oh, he's a nice, he's a nice guy, he's the nice one. He'll do whatever you need him to do. So it'd be nice to be a jerk. For you, feel, <laughs> you feel like that's in you like you a, that's, dar a that's, darkness that's a question I, i'd have to search for i think it would be fun to to try and play around with it and then and, and be the uh 
the the villain and lack of a better word to have no compassion or to be the sociopath who runs around with an AK-47. Have you thought about doing also stunt work as well? And I would love to. I think that's the other a aspect of acting of why I thought it'd be cool was these guys get to do, Tom Cruise gets to hang out of a plane. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's awesome. Insurance yeah. company hates him. But yeah, yeah. But, he, <laughs> but he can't get on the rides at Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, so it's like, uh, I know Entourage is fake, but in the, he was preparing for Aquaman, so they took they trained him how to scuba dive. Yeah. Now, granted, you got to ride a horse only for an hour, but you get to do these amazing things that normal people no, I say normal people. Uh, Non-actors don't get necessarily would get to experience. So I think that's kind of mm -hmm. cool. I would love to learn how to fight with a sword. Are you there's kidding me? um, have you done stunt training classes here? I haven't. I mean, there's there's a few. I haven't done them either. But there's um, I have a buddy that started one, and they they look really cool. Like you do like combat training with um with swords, but you also do like guns. So how to like dismantle a gun but make it look cool? Because I guess in real life too, you wouldn't be like right. you'd be like. You know, but there's a way to do it so it looks like an action movie, right. uh, which especially if that's what you want to get into, it's a great skill to learn. Yeah. And I, I know it's all not fun and games with mm -hmm. the stunt because I do know a, a stunt guy used to come in the Rumble, really awesome guy. It's hard uh, on your body. It's, ha it's hard. It's really he, hard he on your body. It is a, it's a job. It's yeah. a Wasn't the stunt guy from Sons of Anarchy just pass away and he had like a illustrious career Jeez. for over like 50, 60 years? Yeah, and his wife is like, he loved doing this, but this job just beat the shit out of him. It's literally, it's a hard. I yeah. mean, you're literally putting your body, like you're falling, you're getting hit, you're getting, and you get injured a there's, lot. There's one girl, one lady, woman, who is the best at getting hit by a car. Like that's her, <laughs> that's her stunt, and and that, and she's made millions of dollars. Wow, being that money. woman in these movies, yeah. getting she's she's perfected it in the form where she doesn't get hurt. Obviously, she might get a little bumps and bruises. Yeah, but that's her. She is the and she's made a living off of it. It's she's a hard. It's a hard thing. I did um I did do a prison scene once uh for the show, and it was very simple, like the fight coronation where we're like punching each other and i literally go and the first take i punch the guy right in the balls by mistake it, it's it's you it's a dance almost yeah. almost like learning the salsa how to this woman that gets hit by a car yeah. could actually make a killing off screen too if she just Honestly. like staged accidents and very true <laughs> Did you ever see those across the 405 at night? I can't let that go. I'm just thinking about it. She just walks around. But, in those, but that's a job. You, you guys really, yeah, literally. But it's just like when she mingles with parties. Like, <laughs> Her Tinder like, profile. <laughs> um, I, I, I get hit by cars. Do you do? <laughs> and Excuse me? I don't want to demean her or belittle no. her. But she obviously does more stuff, but that's, that's what she's amazing at. But like, you've you got to realize how much, like, you know, especially in big budget movies, say there's so much car action scenes and like each of those things you can't have most of the main actors a don't want to do their stunts and b can't because it's just too risky yeah dude like, you i have don't want to be hit Cruise. by a car <laughs> well, all, we're also going to see a lot of things change with this whole alec baldwin yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. went down so he yeah. was supposed to be on this set and after that we're like eh. We don't want him. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm filling in for him. I think yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the gun safety thing. That's um, I mean, that's a, we'll say that for another podcast. Yeah. But that's a whole yeah. a whole problem. Um, it's happened yeah. a few times over the years. Um, what's his name? Son died. Bruce Lee's Bruce son. Lee's son. Uh, the uh, died from that. Bruce Lee's son died. I didn't know that from a uh, gunshot on yeah. set. Yep. Uh, for the uh, he was doing the crow. Wow. Brandon Lee, the that movie The Crow. Horrible. He died on while they're filming on the scene. Set. Why they're filming. I mean, it's um, one thing to be like shot on the street, 
But yeah. like if you get shot on the set their and accents, then you die. Yeah, their accents it shouldn't be happening. And there was about mm. to be a massive strike across America for the union uh, for the in film. Mm-hmm. And it got diverted. They, they, they reached an agreement. But a lot of one of the problems that's and what they were campaigning about uh, was that they're working these insane hours. They're working sometimes 16, 18 hours. They go home, they get maybe five hours of sleep. They're back on set and they're doing this for months. Yeah. And that has a toll on people's emotion level, on their body, on their decision making. That's going to affect everything on set. And for why? Why? To pump a movie out faster than the next movie. But that that it's never ends. Putting money overseas. You know, that yeah. never ends. And like. You know they don't need to be doing that. We need to be having safety on set. We should people should be you know hair, makeup, stunts, uh, designers, all of them. They, they they should be working hours so they can have a family and have a life outside there. They shouldn't be working insane hours all the time. Right. Once in a while, sure, maybe you got to do an eighteen hour scene, you know, for whatever. But that should not be the norm. Mm-hmm. And that's where these accidents happen. Did the Alec Baldwin uh, incident? Did the bullets like ricochet or was it? I know because Bruce Lee's son, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was he, he was died in, in the scene. It's supposed to be yeah. a, a blank. But yeah, but Alec Baldwin was it's not funny, but you hear about the, the crew is dying. So why was the gun being? I'm not at, sure at the crew. I'm not sure the details on it. Yeah. Um, I think he was practicing for the scene. The, the details are a little shaky because I've heard the DP being accused. I've heard like I keep reading different things. I don't know yet. I think they're still doing the investigation. To figure yeah. out, um, I think from what I understand here, I think he was practicing the scene. Uh-huh. But the real question is, why was there a real bullet in a prop gun? Uh-huh. Exactly. That's yeah, the like that, that doesn't make any that's sense a really good at question, all. Actually, yeah, you know that doesn't make sense. Okay, guys, I think we need to wrap up. Yeah, but it was so fun to have you here. Thank Mark. you, thank Dude, you, you're Thanks. welcome back. Uh, do you want to share your socials? Um, and like your bank account? Uh, I think we already talked about it. I only have one. <laughs> uh, I, I only got one. Or if people uh, want to find you, or you also do personal training as well. Yeah. So uh, at Rumbles, uh, at Rumbles, um, at Rumble, I'm still teaching when I can, I'm trying to figure out the new schedule at Soho House, but I'll be there hopefully once or twice a week. Uh, I do have an Instagram. Uh, I'm getting better at it. Uh, it's Mark, my first name, M A R K, and then C S 6. Double tap. If you follow me, I've Nine times out of ten, I'll follow back. I'm the guy who just literally double taps every photo. Great. Everybody does Instagram <laughs> and TikTok. They want to get likes. So I figured I'll help. Double tap. <laughs> like you can literally post a picture of me with a with like, you know, a red circle, like a Ghostbuster line through it that you hate me. And I'll probably double tap it. <laughs> Great artwork. Yeah, just nice double editing. tap. Double tap. I'm just over it. <laughs> yeah, that, that can be a whole nother podcast dude, talking about Instagram and social media in this world. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're very welcome to come back. Yeah. Okay, guys. That's all for us. Have a good one. See you next time. See you later, guys. Thank you guys for watching and listening.